Hey everyone, it's Dario Kristen with AfterBuzz TV. Did you know that TrueCar.com is changing car buying experiences forever? Yes, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Although, some features are not available in all states. But it's okay. In the first three months of this year, over 126,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. TrueCar users save an average of $3,078 off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these easy steps. It's just three of them. First, you go to TrueCar.com and find out what other people pay for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. The third step is so simple. Just print out your true savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience overall. Remember, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save time, save your money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's million-dollar listing after show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's million-dollar listing after show. This is just a warm-up. Oh, okay. Get your fist pumps out. There it is. Hey. Welcome to the recap of Million Dollar oh, Listing this the Miami, show. the finale. We are now on. Oh, okay. It's time okay. to be co-hosts. You may remember my mom, Susan K. Worley. I'm, of course, Alex Worley. And mom wasn't supposed to be here this week, okay? Now, now Jen is still out, so I was looking for a co-host, and mom's flight just happened to be canceled. I, I still don't know if I'm believing her. You know what I think is the funniest part is that you think I'm that powerful. That I, <laughs> She says, Mom, I think you really wanted to be on this show and you intended that flight to get canceled. I said, Alex, if I am really that powerful, I really want to figure out how I did that so I can patent that whole thought process. I know. I came to her with a list of requests to make happen. So we'll, if, if they <laughs> we'll happen we'll let you know if it works. You might want to start a business here. But we've got Chad on the line. We're going to bring him in one second. Oh, great. But I want to know what you thought about the episode, the finale. It was fantastic. And I can't wait to talk about it because there are a couple little twists and turns yes. and surprises. And it was so fun to see the negotiation techniques, how they closed the deals. And I, I can't wait to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I too. feel like so much got resolved. So it we'll go head into those details in just a bit. But first, Chad, where are you at? How's it going? I'm right here. It's going great. Thanks having me oh thanks so much for joining us and of course we have to start out with a big fat congratulations yes, absolutely you did good with both the girl and the ring hey and- nice rock i was worried <laughs> though when you gave it to her that it was going to flip off the boat in the water how did you make sure that didn't happen i don't know i was actually worrying about the same thing i was so nervous i hope you had it insured before you proposed like do not drop this ring right little crevices all over the boat going in the, in the ocean 
My luck, that would have happened. Yeah, exactly. A big wave oh, came, my- and there goes the rock. So that's what insurance <laughs> is for. Yeah, and Chad, you are such a confident guy, and I think this is one of the first times that I saw you visibly nervous. Yeah, so in a cute way. Did you, ever since you joined the team on Bravo, did you know that you wanted to propose to her on air? I mean, honestly, I've been wanting to do this for a long time, and the timing was just right, you know, it happened to be that we were filming, and I wasn't just going to postpone it because we were filming. So I decided, you know what, why not do it and show the world, you know. It's a special moment, and we have, you know, something to uh, remember for the rest of our lives. Well, and yeah. off such a big high, too, closing all those deals. You go, Chad. You must I have know. felt really it was confident. A great week. $20 million worth of deals. I got engaged. And if she, and if later down the road you guys got pregnant, she had triplets, no problem, you know, supporting everybody. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't think that's going to be a problem in your area. So, um, you obviously are so good at relationship building. Would you say that that's your competitive edge and how you get these ginormous deals, like $20 million deals? I mean, the whole, my whole philosophy is, you know, taking care of a client as, is that I were to take care of a friend. Mm -hmm. You know, they become part of my family and a part of my daily life, no matter if they're small or big. I mean, Steve has been one of my first clients, you know, right from when I started in the business and we've grown together. And, you know, the first couple of deals we did were so small. And, you know, we we built this relationship over years and years and years. And, you know, and Steve trusts me like like he trusts a brother and, and likewise. And what do you do to build that trust? I mean, it's, it's everything. I mean, it's just being a genuine person, you know, always standing up for what you believe and, and never taking advantage of somebody. You know, it's very easy to take advantage of somebody for a quick dollar here and there in this business, and I would never do something like that. And every one of my clients can attest to that. I always have their best interest in mind at all times. You know, one thing I think you do to build trust is you're so straightforward. Just like in this last episode when he said, I want this for 3.5, and you're like, you know, it's not going to happen. I'm telling you, I don't think it's going to happen. I like the way you're just so upfront, and he's got to trust the fact that you're going to let him know when this is going to be tough. But by the way, the way you negotiated that, wow. I like that you started out at 3.5, and then somehow you ended up with all the furniture. How'd you do that? I, well, I knew when she came back, and she's like, you know, 3.6, I knew that there was a little bit more. I figured, why not throw in the furniture? If they're that close, they're not going to blow in a blow a deal for that furniture. Well, and I mean, you furniture. You keep so calm mm-hmm. through the whole thing. Do you take yoga or something like that? You just, you know, you sit there, you sit there and you're breathing really calm. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for you to pull out a cigarette. You're just so calm. Like, you know, I said this on the last show, 007. It must be those morning workouts. Oh, there, maybe, you know what? There you go. Or maybe Chris is rubbing off on you all those spa days that you guys probably had to do when you're working together on the co-listing. Oh my gosh! I know he's he's obsessed with the spa. That was hilarious. I I was at the spa the other day, and I get a text. Oh my god, you're at the spa! (gasps) And he was there. He we're all the way in in Boca, and he happened to be at the same spa the same time as me. It was hysterical. You know, there's something to be said though about what you're saying. Taking the time to work out. You know, and get getting back into yourself or a spa, whatever it takes, so that you're not so crazed with working so hard. You, it sounds like you believe in that philosophy. Yeah, you have to. I mean, this job is so stressful. It's twenty four seven. I have to take an hour out of every day, no matter if I'm working 
15 hours, I'll, I'll stay up that extra, you know, hour mm-hmm. to go to the gym or do something for myself, whether it's sit in the hot tub, go swimming, something, you know, just to, to just relax, you know, it, yeah. it, it's just so stressful and you have to do that. It's super important. I've done it for the past two years straight and I won't change it. Yeah. yeah, so going back to those spa days with Chris, what was it like to co-list with him and have to work with him? You know what? I, I thought I was going to hate it, um, and it ended up being a really amazing experience. You know, Chris and I, we have completely different selling approaches and styles, but it worked real well. I mean, we got mm-hmm. deals done left and right. We actually, you know, got a deal done today off the show. I mean, we we're still working together because it was, you know, it just, it worked so well. Our personalities, you know, uh, bounced off each other and we we're able to, to really take control of the deal. Now, this last episode, I noticed a little bit more competitive energy between you and Sam. What's the difference there between those relationships? I mean, honestly, I don't think Sam is the competitor whatsoever. I think she's way out of her league. Um, but, you know, it's just, I, I've known her for a, a long time. And, you know, I, I want her to do well, but I think she's, you know, she's stepping over her boundaries. She needs to understand that she's still learning in the business and she needs to, you know, take it a step back. So if she was listening to this show and you weren't her competition, what's one piece of advice that you would give to Sam besides step back? <laughs> never get, never get ahead of yourself. Mm. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a building, you know, or, you know, stepping stone, one thing after the next, after the next, after the next. You can't jump from the bottom of the barrel to the top overnight. It didn't happen for me. It didn't happen for any other cop agent. And uh, it's clearly happening for her. Mm-hmm. So did you know of Chris and Sam before the show started? Well, I knew Sam uh, before the show started, um, but I didn't know Chris at all. We worked for the same company, but he mainly sold for you know the developments that the company sold. Uh, and then when the show started, you know, we obviously, you know, got introduced and everything, but I, I wasn't, you know, I didn't really have any interaction with him until we started filming and everything. And we ended up actually ended up co-listing, you know, yeah. that property. And it was just, uh, it, was a, it was a very pleasant experience. I, I really enjoyed it. So when you found out that they were casted on the show and you started learning about them and working with them, what were your impressions of them? Uh, I mean, my first impressions of Chris were that, you know, he likes to take care of himself yeah. a lot, <laughs> and I didn't really think that he he worked hard. Uh, those, you know, opinions changed over time, and yes, he still likes to take care of himself, and he spends a lot of time, more than an hour a day, taking care <gasps> of himself. Oh, my goodness. But he also gets work done, which is important. Sam, she's like a beast mode all the time. She's always like going after people, tracking people down, you know, it's like, she's like nonstop. And uh, she's been like that since I've known her. Yeah. Hmm. So I noticed in the this last show that your goal, I heard you say you wanted to become a developer. So tell us where are you at with that goal? I do. I, uh, I will become one of the best uh, developers down here. Uh, awesome. You know, actively seeking, you know, deals and, and projects. And, you know, my goal is to to be the number one developer in South Florida and then, you know, expand across the country. And then, 
you know, sell out my own buildings, have my teams in place for all my different buildings and, and sell them out. You know, it's a, it's a dream of mine. It's a passion. And I know that, you know, with, with time and hard work, it, it'll come true. And I love your affirmation self-talk. By the way, I'm a business coach and I listen to people when they talk about their dreams. And if they say, I'll try, I'm always really nervous. But when I hear I will and I know, which I heard you say, that's fantastic. So your dreams will come true. Yes, we believe in you, Chad. Yes, and we're so go glad Chad. that we got a chance Thanks, to lady. chat with you. And, and congratulations again. Yes, congratulations. Do you have a date yet? Oh, uh, we do in November. Oh, Ooh, great. November what? Do we have a specific date? My birthday's November 28th. I just want to know if we'll yeah, be celebrating. November November 8th. All awesome. right. And one last question. Are we invited? <laughs> of course we're, you're invited. It doesn't right, matter. We're it. wedding crashers. It doesn't matter. <laughs> nice to go. talk Yay. to you. <laughs> we're sending you off with some wedding music. All right. We won't crash your wedding, but make it beautiful, and we'll talk to you next season. <laughs> Thanks so much, Chad. Right, have a good night. You okay, too. Bye. <laughs> He's fantastic. Yeah, Chad's great. I know that you said that. Yay! I know you said that from all along, he has been your favorite. Well, he has. You know, one thing I really like is not only does he act the part, as I was talking about, very being very calm and very confident, very clear about what he wants, but he looks the part. And there is something to be said about artifactual communication. Mm -hmm. In the school of communication, they say that, you know, if you, the way you look and the way you present yourself, if it doesn't match what you're saying, there's a disconnect. And people will really pay attention to what you sound like and what you look like. And I think he's got the whole thing going on. Yeah, absolutely. He does. And, you know, we talked about this last week and it's like the other two are very entertaining. But at the end of the day, he's the one that gets the job done. So I'm not surprised that he's the front runner. So with that said, shall we talk about what happened in the finale? Let's do it. Let's do it because it was a great show. Okay. So anyways, we revisited Steve. Well, first, obviously, the engagement. Yes. Which was a little nerve-wracking, as you said. Yeah, yeah. Was, was mean, he going to lose the ring or not? I'm a boater, and I know all of a sudden a wave can come hit the boat, and you know, and yeah. he's right down there at the edge of the boat with the ring, and it was a big ring. He didn't say how big, did he? Was it 70000 Did I hear that um, I think it's $175,000. How many oh, carats? I don't a, know. Well, okay. You know, so, convert yeah. that. It's about twenty twenty five thousand 25000 per carat. It looked huge. So Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Big. Yeah, so he's down there on his knees at the end of the boat, right, mm-hmm. proposing with it in his hand. So yeah, I was. Yeah, and I was excited. interested in hearing what he had to say about doing it on TV because, of course, as you know, some of you know that I recently got engaged, and to, for me, that's that was like an intimate moment that I didn't want to share with the public. Right. And so, but it seemed that they did a good job of you know sharing it with the public, but still keeping it yes. romantic right. and intimate because they were. And that's his on new nickname boat. now. She called yeah. him Mister Romantic. Yeah. So, anyways. Congratulations again. I know we said it a couple times to him, but uh, moving on. So, Steve, we revisited Steve, and he had $3.5 million left to spend out of $20 million. And he had a really, really gutsy proposal for Chad, and that he wanted um, at the St. Regis, an apartment or condo um, that was going for 3.85. He wanted it for 3.5 million. And Chad immediately said like, hey, 3.85, this is the price to sell. That is a hard sell. And what I really liked in watching that was the negotiation really begins with the client and the realtor. Mm -hmm. And I like the way that Steve said, no, you know, 3.5, you can do it. He affirmed him, you can do it. And he goes, no, (laughs) listen, 
3.85, that's a solid price. And yeah. that you saw the negotiation right there. And Chad was feeling him out to see if there was any room. And basically, Steve was saying, no, this is this is where I'm holding right here. Yeah, he has a really nice balance between being honest, but then also listening to what the needs are right. and then coming back confident. Because even though he was almost for, you know, certain that it wasn't going to sell at that price, he still went for it. So then we saw him go back and forth with the woman at St. Regis. And she immediately, when she heard that number, she was like, no, 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 as though there was no way, yeah. but he's stuck with it. And he brought up some really good points that, you know, we're ready to act, unlike the other two people that you showed the property to today and we've cash done- deal cash deal and that he's done tons of business with them over 30 million right. and he reminded he reminded yeah and it's like now you're turned to do me a favor so anyways she then came back at 3.6 million then he really threw in the hook when he was like I can probably get you two deals because I will have another client that comes with me this week to look at the second or to look at another property. For 2.4 million. Right. So she was saying 3.6. That is it. He, he throws in the cash deal. He throws in the 2.4. And then he said, and by the way, since I threw this in, the 3.5 plus the furniture. furniture. I love the way he slipped that in. And again, so calm while he did it all. You know, not getting nervous or excited. But you know what I thought was so interesting, Alex, is I thought it was so interesting that back and forth, back and forth on the phone, what happened to the days where you'd write out the offer on a piece of paper and you gave somebody 24 hours to think about it? (laughs) I mean, this was a phone call back and forth and they're coming down a lot of money. It's called reality TV. (laughs) (laughs) They don't have as much time. (laughs) And the magic of television. I think they edit out a few parts. But you're right. I think with the cameras on, they're forced to act quicker as well. It's not just the magic of TV. So they're in that situation. So anyways, it worked. Which right. is amazing. Right. And uh, they got it at $3.5 million plus the furniture. Steve must have been one happy yeah, camper. Yeah. He's got a solid client in the future. I mean, this is, this is the thing. Not only, Chad said, the way he does this is he builds trust. The trust, yes, because he's straightforward. But yes, because he's always giving them a return on investment. Look at the way he negotiates. Mm-hmm. I mean, he negotiates and gets it down to the lowest price so these people can make money on the real estate. And you know what's smart for everybody? Because then Chad keeps coming back to the same people over and over again. You know, everybody's got to make a little money in the deal. Right. Exactly. But you know, for people listening to this and watching this, it just goes to show you really, really have to. If you're a seller, you have to know your price and you've got to start negotiating with your realtor. You can't, yeah. you can't be, you know, giving all your cards to them. Right. Yeah. No, makes sense. And of course, as we mentioned, it wrapped up with him saying that he wanted to develop properties and you think he's going to do it? You think well, he's he going to be the number he said, one I in will. the country? I will. And I'm going to be the number one be in the country. Yeah. All right, so watch out for Chad. Uh, moving into Sam, much, much different personality. And we, of course, spoke to Sam last week, and we weren't sure whether or not she was going to join the company or if she was going to keep working for herself. That was the big dilemma. You said last week that you didn't think she should work for another company. Because I could hear in her voice that her dream was really to own her own mm-hmm. business. She's got to get a different strategy, though. This, You know, Chad had a good point. Her just working hard, working hard. She's going to burn herself out. You have to have balance. Mm -hmm. So she's going to have to figure that out in keeping her company. Right. So she met with Sotheby's anyways. Am I saying it right? I think I am. Mm -hmm. So um, there were some pros and cons, uh, you know, 
at Sotheby's, you wouldn't have to have the assistant duties. You would be one of the top agents. Mm-hmm. You'd probably get the bigger listings. But the cons are, you know, you wouldn't own your own brand. You'd get lost in the mix, potentially. And she wants to be me. And, and I think that's a really good point is, what do you want? You know, not everybody wants to make the top dollar. Well, if you want to she... make the top dollar fast, maybe you go for the company. But I think that we kept hearing that what she wants is she really wants to be her own yeah. brand. And she and she's already developed that, right? Yeah. I mean, she's there. She has her own brand. So you go. I'm glad she stuck with it. Yeah. So we find out that she, yes, she stuck with it. And we find that out when she was meeting with Chad. And uh, Chad, yeah, definitely. Because it was a little twist in the show mm-hmm. because when she left that place and she hugged the woman, it almost looked like they came up I with thought, the deal. Didn't yeah, you, I mean, yeah, right? I, I thought that she was going to join the company. Right. I and, really thought that. And so then producers you, did a good job of making us think that yeah. she was going to. Right. And then all of a sudden she let Chad know, you know, I'm staying with my, my company. Yes. But she also made a deal in this episode. So let's talk about that. Uh, it's at the Morant. Miranda Grand. I have to channel my Spanish speaking skills from <laughs> You got the back accent in, the in there too. I love Mirando that. Miranda Grand. I even <laughs> even rolled the R a little bit. Okay, so Miranda Grand and Khalifa, um, I believe is the name of the guy. It was a couple who was expecting and they were ready to buy a new property, one that would maybe be a little bit more profitable. It was a lower unit, which usually is not a good thing. Usually you want higher the better, but it was, had a really nice view where it was kind of like sitting mm-hmm. in the city. And this was Sam's first Heart of Miami property. So she's sold properties that are for more. It was listed at 1.3. So she's had higher listings, but this was the first like prime property. So it was a breakthrough for her. Very exciting. It was a breakthrough for her in the sense of the location. And Chad even congratulated her on that. Yeah. When he found out. I thought that Still was... Still doesn't think she's a competitor, but congratulated her yeah, nonetheless. Yeah, that was good. So this was the major weird twist, is there were tenants... Yeah. living in this property. And so at first she was really excited because she's like, great, your price is right on point. 1.3 million. And then she dropped, and then they dropped the bomb of like, but there's just one thing. There are tenants in yeah. there. But you know what I find interesting? She asks them first, mm-hmm. what price do you want to put it on the market at? Instead of presenting like Chris does, you know, presenting the comps and saying, this is what is going, you know, in your mm-hmm. area for your square footage. And this is what your property is worth. And he educates the people, but she asked them first, what, what do you want to do it for? And they said, and she was all excited. You're right. But it seems like she gets these properties where people are always throwing her some sort of twist and some sort of wrench. I think she's starting to brand herself as being the problem solver. And she did say that she later. She did say that, yeah. She did say that later. And I think people know, you know, when you've got some kind of weird deal, and in this case, it was a tenant. Yeah, yeah. So, and she did a good job with the problem. I think mm-hmm. she solved the problem. She was the problem solver in this situation. So she went to the tenant and she said, how much do we have to pay you to get the heck out of here? And the woman said, um... No less than 50000 Yeah. But the, here's an example again mm-hmm. where you start high. You know, she came out, Sam, at 18000 mm-hmm. And the woman said, are you kidding me? I'm not moving for right. 18000 So, you know, this woman must have been smart in her negotiation, too, because she says 50000 Well, what did they do again? They meet somewhere right in the middle. Right. So always the lesson is start high, you'll meet in the middle. Yeah. So they agreed upon 30000 right in the middle, exactly. And they had the brokers open, and it was successful 
Except, except for, for the knob. Yeah, except for, again, she had to yeah. do some problem solving. The knob was hilarious because I, you probably can relate oh, to this I can as relate to owning this. a million-dollar home. Right. Where it's like, I live in a million-dollar home. Yeah, and the screen fell off. The yeah. screen falls off. The doorknob <laughs> falls right. off. Or, you know, And that's just reality. But she handled it well. Yeah. When he went to turn the knob and the knob went in his hand, she said... And the knob says, I can be fixed. Yeah. I just love the way she said that. She was so quick. And really, how ridiculous. Yes. Put a screw and fix it. Get over it. But not everybody sees it that way. Because a lot of people are like, oh, a million dollar plus home should be ready to go. She also did that with the other guy who was talking about the noise. Because there was, what, an elementary school close by, was it? I think that's what it was. But yeah, then she was like, well, let's be quiet for a second. Do we hear anything? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So she's a great problem solver. Um. And it was successful in the sense that she got an offer. Right. She got a offer at um, 1.075, so h- lower than right. she was hoping. Yep. But they were saying that they had put $15,000 towards the tenants to get them out of there. And they agreed upon 1.075 at 30000 to get them out of there. So she made a deal. Right. And at the end of the day, I mean, she made $32,000 and $32,250 on one deal. That's not a bad payday. Not a bad payday, but when you compare it in contrast to what Chad made in one week, which was $1 million, I think that's what he's trying to say when he he's saying, hey, we're in two different ballparks here. And you got to build yourself up to that, meaning building relationships, not just with getting a pool of clientele that are repeat business, but also these people mm-hmm. who own the properties, going back to these same companies. Yeah, and I think that's just it, is they're not competitors because they're in different ballparks. And, you know, it also goes back to different people want different things. I don't think she wants the get rich fast route. I know she did say she wants to be in Chad's field. She wants to be selling luxury homes like that. But she wants to take the slower route where she's the one that builds herself and her own company and then sells those homes. But again, it's about the branding. And I think it's great that she wants to own her own business because she has a brand for that. But she has to be careful in my opinion opinion because she is beginning to brand herself as, hey, I got a problem listing of some kind. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to call Sam. But I think what Chad is doing is he's branding himself as, hey, I'm the person with the relationship with these big complexes, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm the one who can get you the return on investment. So if you're an investor, come to me. So that's something I think she'll have to think about next season. Yeah, lots of seasons ahead to see how that all Strategy, strategy, strategy. And then there's Chris, my yes. buddy Chris. Right. He gets the zen. Yes. And we did not see this coming. Or maybe we did. But anyways, regardless, when Thousand Ocean and Boca Raton is back, it's back, baby. So <laughs> this is a really, really expensive. I'm excited about this one for my buddy Chris because this is a record breaker. Yeah. This is in Boca Raton. It was originally listed at 13.995 and Chris was super excited because that, that's his deal. That's like, if, if we're going back in the branding thing, right, right. his brand is breaking records. Right. So he would have broken this record in Boca Raton originally and then it was taken off the Good property. Point. He's yeah. like, he he's spent a lot of money on that open house that he just right. wasted, like thousands of dollars that he wasted. He was really bummed right. when, when uh, this didn't go through. And then out of nowhere, this guy George calls him, who's the architect yeah, of how the did property. He, how did he get to represent these other people? We I still don't know. Yeah. We don't know. But he was representing the buyer. Doesn't even matter because it went through. But right. let's talk about how he got there. So um, he went 
Sonata, who's the co-lister with Chris on this particular property, they went to Campion, who's the Moshalite. Um, Chris labeled him a Moshalite, a male right. socialite. Right, right, right. And, new, um, word, new word for everybody, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. It'll be in the dictionary yeah, in 2015. because Webster's got it. Exactly. So, um, anyways, obviously they needed a big offer because it's not even on the market. Right. They, you know, if it was going to be 13.995 when it was on the market... You better have a good offer when it's off the market, right? Right. right. So I was really surprised when George came to them with 11.5. Right. But again. And furniture. Right. But again, part of the negotiation tactic, again, we see this over and over and over and over again, where people start low, they meet in the middle. So they did it again. You know, they add the furniture. Okay. They take it out. So again, you know, we have to be thinking in terms of negotiation. Don't start where you want to end up. Yeah, and I mean, I guess it worked, but I just thought there's no way they're even going to get close to that. I mm-hmm. almost thought that they'd have to go higher than the 13.995, but I, I'm not the one that owns a million dollar home, so yeah. what do I know? What I thought was fun about that whole deal was the $200,000 dining room table. Yeah. How do you like that? Spill, spill your red wine on that, and the hostess might go a little crazy. Yeah, normally it's okay, and it's, <laughs> it's just okay. Like, we'll just wipe it up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but but now it's like um, you're paying for that. <laughs> crazy. So, anyways, they came up with a yeah. deal. I yeah, can't believe did. it, but they did. It was twelve million unfurnished. At first, they went back though and said furnished, even though Chris knew it was going to come Mm -hmm. to unfurnished. So again, negotiation tactic. All about the poker face too, right? I mean, and we heard Mm -hmm. that a couple times in this show, that part of the negotiation wasn't just what they said, but the poker face. They couldn't show any emotion. Because we even heard on the phone Mm -hmm. that he was getting it without the furniture. And when he came back and he told them, you know, uh, that they needed to have the furniture, I kind of forgot it. He said it so seriously, I believe. And I was kind of surprised because usually a um, real estate agent has their client's best interest in mind. And in this case, he was representing the seller. So why would he be trying to help out the buyers? I I was interested well, I think in he that. Well, I think he said it with the furniture because he knew worst came to worst, he could take the furniture He just wanted out. to get the deal yeah, done. Yeah. He just wanted to get the deal yeah. done. And he did. He, and he did. did. $180,000 in commission. Wow. It just goes to mm-hmm. show, again, back to Sam, she's right. She's got to get these bigger listings because she's yeah. working just as hard, maybe harder, because she's mm-hmm. getting these difficult problem-solving properties, and she's making 28000 which, hey, for most people, they would love to make that in a week, in one right? Week, right? right. But you look at it in comparison to a 100 and some thousand, mm-hmm. you know, that Chris is making, and a million yeah. that Chad is making, and you ask yourself, what do I need to do to re-strategize and rebrand to get those kinds of properties? Yeah. Totally. And Chris clearly has the strategy down as well because we found out in the finale that he got a $500 million property in Palm Beach. And again, he's all about setting records. So not only did he set a record in Boca Raton, I think he's going to again. And I think that's a good segue to our predictions. Yes. And what is your prediction? We saw a little boyfriend in there too, Alex. I must have been like writing something down during that time. Yeah. You're gonna, you'll have to include that in your prediction. So yeah, I think that Chris is going to be biting the heels of Chad. I think he's going to potentially be right up there as the number one real estate agent in Miami because five hundred million dollar property. Yeah. That's well, and I insane. think he's gonna he's gonna take 
Chad's space. And then, you know, because Chad Chad's be going to become up. a. Mm-hmm. a developer right mm-hmm. so somebody's got to take that space and i think chris is going to walk right into mm-hmm. that and, and then sam will walk into chris well and i think sam's going to walk into chris's and she's going to hire me as her business coach so that's my prediction <laughs> bring paper well, towel sam hey, bring paper towel sam <laughs> I, mean, I can teach the coaching but you know i might make a mess but you know alex <laughs> you said that i can intend the plane to get canceled because i wanted to be on this show I'm intending that. So, so that's are, my prediction. Okay, great. So what are you going to intend for Sam then? Well, what I'm going to intend for Sam is that she gets more balance in her life. I'm a big believer that if you slow down and you listen to your intuition and that chatterbox then goes away, mm-hmm. you begin to hear ideas and ways that you can get ahead by working smarter, not harder. So the first thing I would intend for her is that she would get some balance in her life Mm -hmm. and that we'd sit down and we'd strategize and that would help her to be more confident. And then it'd be like an arrow right in the bullseye. Boom. She'd be there. And I don't think it's where I disagree with Chad. I don't think it's a time factor. I think it's a clarity factor. Mm, That's good. You heard it here first. All right. right. So where can people find more information about you? Susan K. Worley, W-E-H-R-L-E-Y, or just go to my website because that's easier to spell, solutionsbysusan.com. And you can find me at at Alex Worley on Twitter and Instagram, alexworley.com and facebook.com slash alexworley. And we are so glad that you joined us for the finale. It was a great one, wasn't it? And thank you, Southwest, for canceling my flight. (laughs) God bless you. All right. We'll see you next time. Take care. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Bye. See you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.